0: Welcome back for another video. We're going to run through how the team's shaping up for GW10, there's a few decisions to make this week with 2 free transfers again, a minimum of 1 to be spent this week, but we'll start with a quick look back at how GW9 went. 91 points all out, which was a huge green arrow, about 1 million ranks up. Still a way off where I want to be, but moving in the right direction again. On reflection, very happy to have pulled the trigger on the GW8 wildcard earlier than most, it's been a green arrow every week since using it, and over 2 million rank gained in just 3 weeks. Porro over Adogi was rewarded, but more by luck than judgment, with Adogi going off with a muscle tightness before 60 minutes. Goals from Madison's Sons, Salah Harlan, Watkins and Gordon, so it was a high scoring game week. Heroics from 5.6 mil Gordon, slotting a chance at the back post. He actually should have had two goals really. He had a big chance and he hit it against the crossbar. A slightly risky transfer of Alvarez to Watkins also paid off, after one game anyway. The reason I moved early for Watkins was because I wanted him for Game week 10 regardless, but I also wanted Saka, which required 0.4mm freed up. So the only other move I could have made was Botman down to a 4mm defender which was a bit passive, and there are other ways I can free up that 0.4mm now, which might actually happen, we'll talk more about the transfer plans later. Well done if you captains Sun, Salah or Watkins, who all put up double digit hauls. They all did really well, the only decision which could have gone better was backing one of them over Heartland, however Erling bagged as well and he took some bonus points. The team's in fairly good shape as it stands, but it's important to get the GW10 transfers right. It's looking like two are going to be spent this week. Can the run of Green Arrows continue? Let's run through the team. In goal, Ariola starts. Turner drops to the bench. GW14 the next time we might see Turner again. Shame he couldn't keep a clean sheet in the looting game as a parting gift. He was very close and he was on for bonus at one point. The clean sheet odds for Gamick 10 are as follows. Arsenal comfortably topped with a 56% chance against Sheffield United, which is at the back of my head as far as transfer plans this week. Ariola has a 29% chance in his home fixture against Everton, 8.5% chance for Turner this week. The defence is Porro Burn and Cash. There is a chance of Pore leaving the team this week, but after three clean sheets on the bounce, it's a reluctant move, especially with Palace still without Eze, which quite predictably has hurt them offensively. That said, Palace away is no easy fixture. He's come close to an attacking returns on a couple of occasions in recent weeks, and Spurs will be looking to hold onto the top spot in the Premier League table. Some relief to have doubled up with Byrne and Botman on the wildcard given Botman's injury. Burns a bargain for 4.7 mil, and he should tick along with clean sheets, and he's got some good fixtures looking longer term. There's a few fixtures in there I'd ideally want to rotate him to the bench for, like Arsenal, Chelsea and Man United. This game McNewcastle have been given a 36% chance of a clean sheet against Wolves. One of the standout fixtures this week is Aston Villa hosting Luton. They're on a streak of 11 home wins on the bounce, Emery's turned Villa Park into an absolute fortress, Luton have been given just a nine and a half percent chance of keeping a clean sheet, and Cash should get opportunities to push forward. Cash has taken 16 shots this season, 13 of which were inside the box. Sterling, Matoma, and Neto have only taken one more shot, which puts him into perspective as an FPL asset. Onto the midfield, which is as follows: Salah's Son, Madison, Diaby, and Gordon. So it's captain Salah as it stands. The captain's see a massive headache this week, but a good headache to have. After 15 and 16 pointers back to back, Salah's currently home leaning. To play devil's advocate though against Salah, he has had a few penalties this season which isn't a source of points you can rely on. And if we look at non-penalty xG, comparing him to other popular gimmick 10 captains, he's actually only racked up 3.4 non-penalty xG. For comparison, Haaland has 6.6, Watkins 4.2, Sun 3.5 and Saka 2.5. It's a low risk, high reward game week if you own them all and you get your captain right. Saka the only one missing here in my team, but he might be joining. Sons Hall last game week has ruled him completely out as a potential sell for Saka. Palace defended really poorly at times against Newcastle. I don't think they concede 4 again though, so Sons ruled out as a captain for me. If you're a Madison owner like me, let us know in the comments whether you're making the switch to an Arsenal player or if you're keeping hold. It's one of those where the player's not done anything wrong, but the replacement in theory should do even better. Arsenal have got Sheffield United home and better long term fixtures, Sheffield United worst in the league this season for expected goals conceded. Saka had a quiet game in the Champions League against Sevilla though. Martinelli and Jesus were both excellent and both scored, though Jesus did go off with an injury, looks like it could be a minor one. If he does miss out, it might be in that gets the nod and that can often be detrimental to Martinelli. I have considered Madison to Martinelli though. DRB registered 0.58, expected goal involvement against West Ham but no returns, played a quality ball to Watkins inside the box which he skewed wide, very close to the dream link up there. But they'll get more opportunities, really good fixtures ahead on the horizon, so hopefully we'll see them link up for a couple of returns. Gordon completes the midfield 5, away to Wolves this week. He's actually got one more return than DRB this season and he's returned in 4 of his last 5 games, He can be a bit of a card magnet at times though, having already served a 1 match suspension from picking up 5, but he's created 5 big chances this season and he's had 4 big chances himself, 10 shots taken inside the box. The front 2 is Haaland and Watkins. Fair play if you made the call to go about Haaland a couple of weeks back. It was a brave call and so far it seems to have paid off. There's a lot of talk of a drop off but it's hardly a drop off. This season he is first for shots, shots on target, shots in the box, goals scored, big chances and expected goals. No intention to sell him myself at any point and he'll be locked in captain for Bournemouth home game week 11 Despite all that Watkins has 7 more points this season with 70. Haaland Bradley picks up assists while Watkins does have 8. Hoping to see a rested Aston Villa team in Europa League with the likes of Duran and Bailey starting over Watkins and Diaby. The question is, who scores highest between these five? Sun, Salah, Saka, Haaland, and Watkins. You're in a great position if you've got four or even all five of these. Here's how the goalscorer probabilities look for Game of 10. Haaland leads with a 50% chance against Man United, and then it's Salah with a 47% chance, Watkins, 43.5% chance. Watching Man United in the Champions League, they were really poor against Copenhagen. Barely scraped a win thanks to a Maguire header and Anana saving a penalty in the 97th minute. Copenhagen even racked up a high Rex G in Man United, and that game was at Old Trafford. So, what will Man City do there? Maybe old reliable Haaland is the answer. The bench this week is Turner, Botman, Caboolrey, and Archer. 0.1 mil on the bank with two free transfers. Howe was absolutely useless in this last press conference. He gave no clues away about Botman still being out, and then post match he said, Obviously, I couldn't share that he's still injured. It sounds like he's not far away though, could be back for Bournemouth if not Arsenal before. But just on the subject of presses, it feels like it's becoming almost a skill knowing which managers you can trust and which will give nothing away or even lie. At the end of the day, there is no incentive to share news that could expose a weak point, but I do think the presses have become increasingly useless for some managers. How are and Pep are the worst culprits? Let me know if you agree with that. Anyway, Botman might leave the team this week, so in terms of the transfer plans, Saka is the one player I'd like to bolster the midfield with, and it would be in place of Madison. 0.4mm is required to fund this, so option 1 is selling Botman for a cheap defender like Taylor, who's 3.9mm, or even Maguire for 4.2mm. As much as people hate Maguire, he is playing better recently. He scored in the Champions League, and after Man City, he's got Fulham away, Luton home, and Everton away. Three games where he'll be handy to own, especially when Burns got Arsenal. Lissandro Martinez still injured for a while, and I think Shaw's not back till after the next international break, so Maguire should be nailed for now. The other option is selling Pedro Porro to a defender who's 47 mil or less. The only two of interest here are Simmercast and Gabriel, though that would mean selling a player who's just kept three clean sheets on the bounce, and also selling Madison, who of course has just scored last match. So the third option is to hold on to Madison for now and simply sell Botman for one of Simmercast or Gabriel, and that would mean bench and burn. As it stands, I'm leaning towards option two, which is Pari to Simmercast or Gabriel, and then Madison to Saka. Let me know your transfer plans in the comments and which route you prefer. I'll read every comment. Thanks very much for watching. If you've got any FPL dilemmas, go to the community tab on my channel and get your questions in. We'll be answering them in a the video tomorrow. The only requirement is that you subscribe to the channel. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.